Just like Slurms, it's a craft beer cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. All hail the Hypnotoad. All hail Hypnotoad. That's that's Wells. Hi. Hi. I'm here. Hi, everybody. I was going to say, that was your, your moment to either do hi, everybody, or good news, everyone. Good news, everyone. Yeah, why would I mix up my Futurama and Simpsons, though? I mean, same fucking creator. Mm, different shows. Slurm. Good news, everyone. I mean, that's all. Yeah. Yeah, why would I bring Dr. Nick into this? He's been dead for like 2,000 years. 2,000 years? However yeah. long Futurama uh, appears yeah, in the future. Valid point. I don't think they've ever said a Simpsons year, so. Uh, just don't think the year 3,000 or whatever it is. Yeah, good point. Sure. Is it? Anyway. It is. It's vamping time because the music's still going, baby! Beep, 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 beep. We, need, we need shorter music. I'm just no, going to sit here and drink my smoked beer in relative peace. Relative peace. Jeff, before Sorry. I even dive in. It's fine. Okay. It's it's not like you're you're not licking charcoal. It's just like it's a nice it's a nice addition. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you afraid of the smoke? Okay. Uh Yes, I am. Oh. On smoked beer, I'm Josh, not a fan. You know, like, but you smoke beer. meat all the time. Yes, and I love smoked cheese, but I'm not a fan of smoked beer. Aye. It's too much. It's too much. Well, it's too much. I guess we'll have to talk about this on the show in a little bit. We will, after the music's done. <laughs> wow. So am you I guys know the fucking rules. This get, is always vamp time. Get shorter music. No! You shut your mouth when I'm talking to you. Uh, but you want me to vamp, so use one or the other. <laughs> you shut your shut, mouth. Shut your mouth or keep it open. <laughs> shut your shut mouth. Shut your mouth, but keep talking so shut, that shut, the music shut. goes away. And 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 one is this. I'm just gonna I'm gonna figure out which one it is. I'm gonna start turning that shit off. <laughs> so I was at um burial a couple days ago. And uh-huh. They officially do have the food truck on site. Well, fun. Okay. The, just the infrastructure, like it is physically there um, for the Charlotte location. And no we, word on menu or availability or anything else. I just was like, oh, that's a thing that I see out the window. And that was about where my interest in it stopped. <laughs> I still think we need to to do the um, Southern Range burial. Southern Strain? Or Southern Strain, sorry. Southern Strain burial. Um, some of the other places Jeff has missed. Yeah. Hopfly. Yeah. There's some places it's, he needs uh, to go. This is the worst time of year for me. Um, but yes, I know. I, but I mean, you know, once we hit like November or something like that, I'm all in. Well, yeah. I really think we we hopefully all these places will continue to remain open through November. Because I would be really pissed off if burial stayed it, here for less than a uh, month, uh, considering how much money number A that they <laughs> dropped into that facility yeah. and number two they own it. Unless they're trying to pull a Mitch Steele move and make some fat bank. Mitch Steele and his I don't fat think bank. they're going anywhere anytime soon. Just like Allagash. Mitch no. Steele in double dry hop. Speaking of uh, breweries with awesome names of founders, Rob Todd of mm, Allagash. No. It's not as cool as Mitch Steele. No. That, that just... As somebody of a owner of double name, double names yeah. fucking suck. Yeah. yeah. Rob I Todd, hate them. Yeah. Yeah. Why I do you have two them. first names? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. I hate it. Okay, Ricky Bobby. Show off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so important. I need two first names because. 
So yeah, we're going to be talking about Allagash real quick. One yeah. of the OG brewers, uh, and kind of if you ever look up uh, wit beer in the dictionary, and there's a picture of Allagash White just like chilling. Um, apparently, they're in their original tap room, which is freaking crazy. Um, 240 capacity. They've um, God. Allagash is big, y'all. 120,000 barrels a year, and they're still chilling in their OG tap room. Uh, I can't tell if that was the tap room was opened in 1995, but I think so. So, yeah, that's wild, man. Allagash has been in the same tap room for over 20 years, which is, again, bonkers. Yep. Yeah. And we've seen it and talked about it in the last show, like breweries like New Realm opening, you know, multiple, if not like a dozen tap rooms, high wire opening a number of tap rooms. And then Allagash is still just trucking along, doing the same one tap room we've had since the brewery opened back in 1995. Like, what? Which I guess begs the question, like, and I was having this conversation with somebody today about how you know, there's tends to be like three or four like narratives when it comes to we're opening a brewery and, and especially like back in when, when the show first got started back in 2013, you know, it was either like, this is someone who likes to homebrew all the time. And, and I happen to have a job where I made some money and we've opened a brewery together or it's, Hey, we're just a bunch of friends who are really excited about the art of making beer and we've all come together and like, whatever. But now it just feels like a lot of companies are getting, you know, angel investing or, or some kind of private equity. No issue with that. No problem with that. More power to them. It, it just, it, to your point, Wells, I, like it's, it's, it's interesting that, you know, Highwire and New Realm are both into double digits for tap rooms. Meanwhile, Allagash is just over there like, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I wake up and I piss excellence. You know? Right. Like, like, ah, we only need one tap room. We're good. But then, I guess, too, flip side of that is what is Allagash's distro versus a New Realm versus a Highwire? More? Yeah, exactly. So, I think it really comes down to anymore, it's one of these two business models. It is serve your local community and maybe a little light distro in your home state and some of the surrounding areas. Yep. Or it's... You okay? Is that the hobby one? I don't know. You just poured the second one. Okay, good. So, yeah. Good Lord. That, that would be that one. Um, or it's having kind of small footprint, at least starting out, and wide debt. Get your distro everywhere. And that yeah. was the, the route Allagash took. And I, I don't think it's wrong in either business model no. to do. Because, I mean... They are one of the OG grandfathers of the craft beer world. What's really funny is like I used to always get like I would try to tell people that were super excited about something like Blue Moon. Like you really need to get Allagash White. It's a better quality. It's independent. Blah, 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 blah. And they'd always say, but it's like $12 for four bottles of it. Like, well, sure, it's more expensive, but I mean, it's better. Right. Now we look at, you know, like a $12 four pack. And we're like, oh, dang, that's cheap. That must be like their, you know, session IPA. Right. Or, you know, 
Like it's there's nothing going on there. Fire sale pricing. They're just trying to get it cleared right. for new inventory. Um, I I was really late to the Allagash party. I kind of wrote them off fairly early in my craft beer journey as being like, oh, they're the guys that make Allagash White, and that's about it. <laughs> right. And I remember some very fateful event where I was at a, a round table with a bunch of other beer reps. One of them was from Allagash and he's like, dude, you need to try some of this like cool ship beer that we have. And I'm like, yeah, right. Like the penny Allag- one, right? What's that? No, no, no. The penny yeah, one. It, was, the penny it was like one of the, it's just called cool ship. Oh, nice. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, like you guys can make a mixed culture sour. And I've, <laughs> I have never been so wrong in my life that completely like, I'm like, Allagash white's great. And all, I do take it for granted, but now anytime I see like a new Allagash beer out around, I'm like, my God, what are, what are you guys cooking up next? Um, it's I love those guys. And yeah, I would say the only consistent negative I have from them is their stouts. Oh yeah, they just don't because I feel like that is stuck for them. It's stuck in like 1995. Yeah, they're well, they're using their house use for stouts, and it's like a. There you go. It no just problem. doesn't kind of vibe the same way. Like doesn't translate. Yeah. It, it's fine though. Like if I'm going to have like a Belgian triple with coffee added oh, aged in bourbon sure, barrels, yeah. like let's go. Yeah. And, it, and again, they were the ones that put out that there was some kind of penny, some, something penny. Um, I think it was called true penny. It's like a, yes, yes. It was that's in cans the one. Yes. and it was like a mixed culture Pilsner or something along those lines. That was delicious. Oh, it's great. I would love to see some more of that in the future, but uh, fresh versions of that. Uh, yes. Um, anyway, Allagash with a 20 state footprint. Pilsner. Yeah. Pilsner. Was it wrong? It was a Pilsner. Yes. Okay. Whatever. It was the internet doesn't lie. Wells. I know man. And my memory sure as hell does. So anyway, really cool to see Asheville moving out of 1995. You mean Allagash? Allagash. You said um, Asheville. I know. You have a uh, moment. Can we take a break for Wells? <laughs> yeah, sure. But, uh, you know, you got a 240 capacity tap room for a tasting room or a tasting room that is attached to a brewery that does 120,000 barrels a year. Like Asheville is in the top 20, I think, for production for craft breweries. I'm sure Asheville is. Yeah. Asheville. Did I say Asheville a second time? You did. Uh, you know what? Fuck I'll, y'all. I'll be back in 30 seconds. <laughs> Do you smell toast? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Um, no, this is cool. This is very cool that they're expanding to a facility, you know, a, a much larger facility. Um, cool. and, and just the fact that, you know, like we were just discussing, one of the pioneers, yeah. quite honestly, in the craft beer world and have quietly just been chugging along, doing it, their thing. It is encouraging that they're growing in this way when yes. we've seen so many of the old guard kind of fall aside. Or sell out or... Right, and that's what I mean. You know, like you know, Larry Bell. He, yeah. You know, he got to the end of what he wanted to do, and he was ready to sell. You know, yep. Anchor, another one. You know, like another one. Yeah. Allagash was like, no, nah, it's cool. What is? You know, maybe we're ready to open another. Yeah, maybe we're actually ready to grow. And I don't know if y'all follow Allagash, not Asheville, on Instagram. <laughs> Allagashville. But I, <laughs> I, I There's swear, your show title right there. <laughs> I swear that account is run by like the main tourism board or something because it's about as much about here's what's going on with our brewery and our beers as it is just showing off the natural beauty of Maine. Um, oh, that's cool. It's one hell of a follow. So if you oh, really want to see some pretty pictures, go get it. 
If, if, if you guys ever want to step into a time warp, by the way. Oh, God. Have you ever looked up New Glarus's, looked at New Glarus's website? Nope. Holy shit. This thing is straight out of the early 2000s. I say, is it optimized for Netscape Navigator? It has never been updated in any stretch of the imagination. That's fantastic. Which, I mean, honestly, I love it. I love that. I, I love, love that. it. Do they I have, have a, a, a visitor's counter at the top? Oh, it's man. Up no, it's sure at they the do. bottom. Okay. Like, we're not, we like, we don't need to keep track of the top. A, a dancing baby in the corner. Oh, whatever. You no, know, I had a, a, a friend that was up in that area and he's like, hey, what kind of beer? And I'm like, uh, New Glarus. New Glarus, motherfucker. Like, you're a New Glarus home. You need to go. And I pulled up the website. And I'm like, what year is this? <laughs> what? What is just happening? Happened. So do they have a like an age gate thing on there? Or is it just like... I don't remember in, an on. age gate. I think it just pulled right on up. Good for y'all. Like, I kind of love the retro, like, here's our website. Ah. Ah. Well, that's terrifying. All right, so Wells, in the show notes, you you got kind of weirdly uh, excited, maybe, about this next story. Oh no, I did not get excited about this next story. You're not excited I about am, Fibonacci Brewing? I'm absolutely dumbfounded by this. So uh, every year, Sam Adams does a a, a brewer experience ship competition uh, for last. Oh, jeez. So anyway, this um, the a finalist in this competition. Um, if you can call them a brewery, because their annual production is a hundred and twenty barrels a year. Okay, so a put, year. Put that into perspective of what an average home brewer would make in a year. I mean, okay, so a lot of my average home brewer friends did go on to like. Make, yeah, brewers like professional brewers, but that's nothing. I'm I'm pretty damn sure that like Chad before he went on the Nota was doing more than this. And this is In, a production brewery, not a home brewer. Yeah, right? 100, 120 barrels of beer a year. That's uh, 240. What you consider like a keg, like a half barrel keg. Okay, um, 240 kegs. I I know like some bars that will run through that in a week. Okay. Uh, what the heck? You're a production brewery. Again, 120 barrels. And it's just like, how, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. And maybe this is kind of where you're going. It's interesting that a brewery that we often lambast for not technically being craft anymore is kind of like giving an award to a, brewery that we might argue is on the exact extreme opposite end of the spectrum where we're like, you're not big enough to really be a brewery. Yes. See, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it, to be you honest. Wouldn't, you're a monster. I know. But I'm, but I'm just looking at it like, you call yourself a professional brewery at 120 barrels of annual production. I mean, that is 1% of what Allagash is doing. Nah, no. No, that's like Anyway, math was never my strong suit. But again, that, that is, what, what, what I, I guess my argument is: what's the problem? If if the beer that they submitted was good, like I'm assuming this is a competition based it off is. of what I read, it, yeah. and they submitted their beers for tasting, and they were good enough to get selected. So what's the problem? 
<sighs> I know, I know. I'm just being kind of a sourpuss because that's my natural demeanor sometimes. Okay. But I'm saying like, you know, the, there's a number of things that the winner of this competition receives. And again, this is a, a finalist brewery. It is not like the, the winner, winner. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But uh, if they win, they will receive a year-long membership, a mentorship. Uh, they get a trip to the Sam Adams Brewery in Boston. Uh, they get to meet... Uh, Jim Cook, 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 whatever. And eat his yeast? Do they get to eat his yeast? Do they get to eat his yeast? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Does he put it in a special man yogurt? (laughs) But it's just like... uh, I don't know. And then, oh, we'll get a chance to potentially brew a collaboration beer. And I'm like... Which they used to do this with homebrewers. If you remember, back in the day, you would... Brew your beer. You would submit your recipe. They would go through a taste test panel, and yeah. if your beer was good enough, they would put it in that little six pack, and they would make a beer with each of the home brewers. Yeah. So how is this really that different? It's a, that's the thing. I don't see that as being any different because I think that the annual production of this is kind of akin to what you would get from a home brewer. Like I'm, I'm just right. I I cannot just get over that hurdle of oh we make a hundred we made 120 barrels last year like that's awesome embarrassing not embarrassing but fucking like, embarrassing right i yeah yeah i mean i guess if you're good if your recipe is good enough it doesn't matter your scale doesn't yeah matter. i mean i mean it matters scale up but it's not the your size of your brewery. Yes. It's how you. Um, it's how not you the. It's double the, dry hop. The, 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 the word? Yeah, 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 words. I don't know. Like, like I said to me, maybe because I have not paid a, any attention to Sam Adams beer release shit in years. Maybe they don't do the homebrew collaboration stuff anymore. So maybe this is their way of reaching out and saying, "Hey." You know, we'll we'll do this instead for these tiny little macro micro breweries. We're still relevant, we promise. I mean, I mean, I get it. I get I get where you're coming from. I get your cynicism. I do. Oh, yo, yeah. I've got a I lot. Hope so, I've got because he's laying it on pretty thick. <laughs> but at the same time, it, it, to, to me, at the end of the day, who does this hurt? This doesn't hurt anybody. It, it doesn't hurt anybody, and it could definitely elevate the dreams of somebody yeah, that's of really Fibonacci out there, brewing. really out there in the trenches, trying to make yeah. one plus one equals two plus one. Well, I don't know Fibonacci sequence, like right. I, I could keep going. Please do. I, I know Nobody this. Cares. This is not the math beer cast. Um, no craft math cast. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Um, Show your work. Show your work. Oh, I'm triggered. So, yeah, I I think it's great that as one of the largest craft breweries in the country, in the world, uh, that Sam Adams still kind of has their pinky finger in uh, just they're still involved with um, their much, 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 much smaller. Yeah. Whatever. But I'm sitting here like. I bet Sam Adams can can more than 120 barrels of beer in a minute. Like, oh, 100 percent. They don't though, because they don't make beer anymore. It's all seltzer and hearties. Yeah, but they could if they wanted to. So Wait, this did is you like hearties. Hearties. They so make hearties. It's like Carl's Jr. But yeah, 
<laughs> but on the, wait, in wait, the no, Midwest. I'm sorry. It's, is it Carl's Jr. or Carl Jr.'s? It's Carl's Jr. Okay, thank you. Yeah. But it's in the Midwest only, Hardee's. Uh, well, we don't know. There is one out here. That's right. I forgot. There is a Hardee's here. Hardee's? Yeah. It's in a university. It's not sketchy at all, I'm sure. Uh, pr- probably not. It's in university. I'm sure that's a super safe area to go to get a Hardee's. Because mm. Hardee's is always a good decision. No. 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 But I mean, them roast beefs. Back in the day, oh, they were fire. I mean, Arby's eat a dick. Roast fight Hardee's. No, no. Yeah. Hot take. Hot yeah. take. Well, speaking Rex of... or get out. Okay. Forget Hardee's. Forget Arby's. Racks. Never heard of Racks. My Racks people represent, okay? All right. I have never Jamoka heard of Racks milkshake, before. The salad bar with the garlic breads. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Why do we have two Yahoo Sports... St- oh, wait. No, the Yahoo. other one was ESPN. My bad. Why do we have two sports articles? In because here? Heineken is snapping some beaver. <laughs> Stop it. Heineken snaps up control of craft brewery Beaver Town. Which, um. Bring it on down to Beaver Town. They already kind of owned. Oh, wait. 49%. Yeah, they owned so, them when I went to London. And, like, right as I landed is when this news broke that Heineken bought them and I begrudgingly drank their beers. But everybody in the UK loves Beaver Town. But it wasn't a. It wasn't a controlling thing. This no, was it just wasn't. a 49% interest back in 2018. And, um,. Just like uh, Lagunitas. Yep. Well, uh, Heineken has stepped up to the plate and it finished off the rest of the acquisition. They are now 100% owners of Craft Brewery Beavertown and um, founded by Logan Plant. Robert's son. Robert's son. Yeah, it makes me want to listen to some Zeppelin on the way home. But I mean, I will tell you, having have, have I've had their beer. Uh, How was it? I mean, being over there when all you really could get for the most part is kind of light cask ales. They had like real IPAs. Like I guess, you know, if you wanted to call them world IPAs, you couldn't call it an American IPA because you're not in America. Uh, but their IPAs were pretty good. I was, I was impressed with what I had. It's that thing where you're in a foreign country and just like something that's similar to home is nice. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and when you're tired of having ESPs all day, and you, you know, you're. <gasps> come on. At some point, after. Ow. I can't even with this guy. Dare you. After you what want a kick in the palate to wake your palate up because you've just been having ESBs all day, Beaver Town was a welcome change. I. I tired of ESB? I didn't realize. Drink ESBs. Why do I feel like when he says. All fucking day. I don't know what you will. And as as he's saying that, do you picture like him in a UK pub and like everything's in black and white and he's like having a hard time getting the glass with his mouth and it's spilling everywhere? Tired of drinking ESBs? Can't drink any more ESBs? There's got to be a better way. <laughs> there does, Beaver God Town's damn it. With their world IPA. There, there does, God damn it. Because I mean, it's just like IPAs. You drink IPAs all day; they all start to taste the same. I, and, and I will tell you again, like, and I so I was texting with Scott the other day about Beercation 2.0, and I'm like, listen, I know it is Fresh Hop Week, but I I will not repeat the mistakes of last time, where all we would do was like, give me all of your IPAs, <laughs> like I want, yeah. like 
I absolutely want to try their IPAs, but I want everything else yes. as well. I will, I will not like, cause we literally, of course we were hitting like three or four spots in a day, but like, that's a lot of hops. And after a while you just like, they don't taste like anything anymore. Or flip side, <laughs> that's a lot of malt. And that's all you're drinking because same thing when I, we would go pub hopping. Yeah, I we know would start at. I, I don't see. How, that's completely different topics to me. I don't. I don't see how that's even oh, relevant. Fuck off. We would start at ten o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning because all that malt is like blowing out your palate. I get it. Yeah. No. No. You're wrong. I fucking hate you. He's just wrong. I would just love to see you. Josh go to Revolution like. Oh, uh, my palate's just blown out, blown out from too many like bourbon barrel aged imperial stouts. Yeah, like like, like we got anything like, that's not like, barrel aged. Like what a way to go. Well, yeah, but days on end, not just a day. We were over there for 10 days, dude. Sometimes you need a break. You know that as well as I do. 10 whole days, you guys. You need a break from a style of beer. Like, we all take IPA breaks, right? I I did this weekend, and and I felt like it was a great palate reset. I had nothing hoppy over the weekend, and I was even doing bourbon yesterday, and... Like getting into the the last show, like it was great. It was yeah. just like ah yes. I of course it didn't hurt that it was that uh, uh, resident culture creature comforts collab. But like man, that thing sang. Yeah. It was great. Absolutely. Dogs and breweries. Oh, we've talked about this on the show before. Please don't do it. Or or, or don't. Or have some common sense. Or don't. No or don't. no no no. Um, you know from. I, I know you both are dog people, and uh, as the the lone non dog haver, uh, I, I will give the non dog haver view of this, uh-huh. which is um, uh, a lot of people, not all, but a lot of dog owners at breweries behave like BMW drivers on the interstate. Entitled pricks. Yes. Like, oh, well, I've got a dog, so therefore I get to do whatever I want. So, oh, is it bothering you? Is my dog bothering you? Is it jumping on you? Is it licking you? Well, it's just a dog. You can't be mad about it. Like, no. Like, if your kid was doing that, I'd look at you and say, what the hell's wrong with you? And meanwhile, you two have been coming into this house for how long? Yep. And you know what these two, my two dogs do to you every time you come into this house. Oh, no, I'm, I'm patently aware. You're a terrible dog owner because you, you won't keep your dogs under any sort of control. Thank and you. it's just like, oh, look, hey, new people, I'm going to come up and just get all up in your business. Because this is my house, motherfucker. Yeah. So, but I don't take them out in public. But because of that reason. And that's, and that's the point. It's your house. That's fine. I'm coming into your house. That's fine. I'm going into a public place, man. I don't want your dog anywhere in my business yeah and Some i people, don't want the stress of dealing with me trying to control oh your dog yes. oh, yeah. getting into your business because it's gonna ramp my anxiety up to no fucking end it's not it's not necessary don't bring your dogs to goddamn breweries i don't want to take dog i don't want to taste dog asshole on my beer end of story so, or, or rather you would like to know that when you taste dog asshole in your beer that it's actually the brewer's fault and not just a random animal i got yes. it yes that's it well, sorry, we completely derailed you. Oh, that's fine. So a, a, a Kansas brewery is upset to learn that apparently you're not allowed to bring dogs inside brewery tap rooms in the state, and it's always aww. been like that. Oh, I know. So it's uh, always been like that here in North Carolina, too. And then they carved out an exemption for brewery tap rooms, which Ye- I kind of wish that didn't happen. Yeah. Unless they serve food or... 
now. Like that's that's still the rule. Like breweries has an on site kitchen, whatever. No dogs inside. I get that. But yep. I, I still see so many people like giving brewery taproom employee static that like, oh wow, well I'm able to bring my dog in over at this brewery, and it's like. As as someone that you know, just had to say goodbye to their dog recently, like, it, I miss my dog like crazy. I do. But I also knew that she would get stressed out going to situations like this. I would get stressed out because then it's like, well, what do I do with my dog if they aren't allowed inside and I've got to go pee? Like, yeah. ask a stranger to watch it. Yeah, like, right? You know, one of my dogs was... A headache around new people, very jumpy, very excitable. So I didn't like to take her out because the same thing. It that's not fun for them. It's not fun for other people. It's definitely not fun, fun for, me. for me. But but here's this brewery in Kansas. I mean, that's like, oh, we're sorry, we're not not able to bring dogs inside the tap room anymore. I mean, we've never been able to bring dogs inside the tap room, but we've been doing it anyway. We just didn't know better. Yeah. And now they're asking their patrons to write. You know, their representatives and see if we can't get this law changed. No. Is there a change.org petition I can sign? Because that will totally help <laughs> change governmental policy. Right. 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 Yeah, I, I read this article and just immediately was stressed out to begin with. There was one time, once, that I took one of, well, it was the only dog we had at that point yeah. to. Uh, what was the fucking sports bar? Duckworth's outside. Oh, the patio. Okay. Yeah, out on the patio. Um, jumping on people, licking on people. Not just, fun. Yeah, it, it was so stressful for me. I'm like, I'm never doing this again. And and what I appreciate about that story, and I've heard it a number of times, but what I appreciate about that story is the fact that you, as a dog owner were concerned about your dog's behavior. Yes. Unfortunately, at a lot of breweries, whether the people, whether the, the the individuals or couples that are there have brought their actual baby or their fur baby, a lot of times it's like, well, I've crossed the doors into the brewery. I am no longer responsible of my adult responsibilities. Ergo, whatever happens, happens. And we're just all going to laugh because they're just small beings. No. no, no, not at all. No, no, sir. No. And, and I think what I'm going to do is I may, maybe the move and I'm not actually going to do this, but I think the, I feel like the move is just to go and first off, find some place that sells a newspaper. <laughs> Number two, buy said newspaper. <laughs> Number three, roll it up no. and carry it with me and be like, no, no. And they'd be like, but he's two years old. And I'm like, I don't care. care? Put well, a leash on him. He's like, but he's he's a small child. I'm like, I don't care. Like I even I even took the the one to the dog bar, like the place sure. where you would think, right? Like yep. it's going to be a stress. No, good God, that was even worse than taking him to a normal bar. And I'm like, <laughs> we're done here. Yeah, we're I mean, just done. As as a parent of two children, there is a time when you just need to get a babysitter, or because they're dogs, and I'm not leaving for the night. They can just stay here by themselves. Right. It is okay. Yep. I don't need some arm candy to get a meat piece. Fuck oh. off. Arm candy for a meat piece. There's so many titles in this already, but that's what they are. Like, how many times do you see these yeah. dudes 
or these ladies. And I've got this cute little dog. Look at my little dog. He's boo 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 boo. Yeah, like like no. Literally, the last time I went to Sycamore, and the lady was there in her yoga spandex, everything <sighs> with her dog that she wasn't paying any attention to at of all. Of course, she wasn't. She was using it as a way to meet guys. Yeah, and I was like, you know. I guess if that's what it is, that's what it is. And, and again, like I don't have a problem with you. I, I guess I don't care if you want to bring your dog or your child to a brewery. I don't care. But once they start like invading my space, like I don't, I didn't ask for that. Yes. That's, I, that's I, when the line in society has been drawn to me and I should have every right to retaliate. And, and it's weird that we, you know, like everybody kind of gets into their, like relative truth for what they feel like is okay and not okay, just in everything in life. But some folks are just completely okay with that. Mm. But if heaven forbid you cut them off in traffic or you get in, you know, you cut line, you know, at, at the Walmart, they're not going to be happy with it. Yeah. You know, because that's not okay. But, but, but like you've made this decision that what you think is okay for this thing, but like you haven't considered the rest of the whole, which you do in all these other cases, but just not that one because it suits you. And I'm just like, you know, again, Get, get get your dog and your kid out of my face. Well, and, and last thing I, I will say, because damn. Oh, I've got a lot more to say, but go ahead. Well, and it, it Jeff really brought up a valid point of how many people walk through a brewery and go, all adult responsibility is out the window. Yep. And my kid can do whatever the fuck my kid wants. My animal can do whatever the fuck it wants. And there is no fucking... I have no rules anymore. We've been at Resident Culture when the kid like knocked down the entire rack of board games, oh God, and the parents wanted, just kind of like looked over and just kind of went back to their drink. I want to. I wanted to lose my shit so bad, so bad. I've seen uh, a number of dogs, smaller dogs, whatever, like walking around on the tables, which nope. I think is nope. disgusting. Here's my asshole. Enjoy your beer. But it's not just like, here's my asshole. It's like, here's my feet. Yeah. Right? Here's my feet. Like, I walk around in the yard. I walk around the ground. And here's my feet. These same folks would be absolutely appalled if I were to walk over there, take my shoes off, and just rest them on the tabletop. What are you doing? You should. That's disgusting. You shouldn't do that. I'm like, well, you shouldn't do that with your dog. Now, I was at uh, Old Mecklenburg Brewery doing an interview out on their little patio area. Some obviously some time ago because I'm not writing anymore and I'm, right. I'm not fucking with OMB anymore either. And I saw some dog squat and pee on one of those tabletops. And you know what they did? Got up and moved to the next table over. Go fuck yourselves. And I'm just like trying to be professional in a professional moment because I'm dealing with somebody. But there is dog pee. You left a puddle of pee on the top of a table and I just. Don't- Moved over. Fuck. This is one of those times where People. I'm glad it wasn't like you and me out. And, and and it's a good thing it wasn't like, well, I should say it, it probably would have been best if it had been my, my wife with me because she would have stopped me. Good. Because I probably would have walked up and said, something wrong with your table? There's this table that you're sitting at over here. Was, was there something wrong with yeah. it? And not every dog owner. I, I got a straw for you if you'd like to. <laughs> do, do you want to take care of the prop? Yeah. Not every dog owner is an asshole. I mean, as, as somebody, Agreed, 100%. As somebody and not every parent is either, you know, exactly. and, and again, like, that's why I want to be very clear. I have, my issue is not with dogs at breweries or kids at breweries. My issue is with assholes, with, 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 
the the guardians of either that decide when they walk through the doors they are no longer responsible to which i say why would you come in okay so like you wouldn't walk into a brewery with a loaded gun sit it on you know on the bar and then be like i'll be right back i'm gonna go take a leak would you no number one i wouldn't have a gun to begin with number two if I had, I would be a responsible gun owner. It wouldn't be loaded. Number three, I'm not going to leave it unattended. But again, that's the point, right? You know, you got to think. You have a pet. You've got a responsibility, as Billy Madison would say. Well, when, I, I mean, I will never forget going, because poor Wells doesn't, going to his birthday party. It starts pouring rain. So what does everybody do at Heist or... Yeah, at heist, they all come inside, right? And it's free reign for the kids, running up and down that brewery, screaming at the top of their lungs. And I just wanted to stick my foot out and go, boop, whoops. Meanwhile, like, you know, and we'll continue to play out this this whatever. Kid comes running by, and you just kind of like grab him by the shirt. And you're like, hey, you're not being very polite. Please stop running. Right. You would have so many parents all up in your space. Oh, how dare you touch one? How dare you let your child run? Yeah. What if... The, how, how dare you let your child touch me? What I, if... I had a brewer uh, at Resident Culture. I had two... A, a free-range child running in a pack of free-range children come up and grab two handfuls of my ass. I mean, I, to be fair, it's kind of hard to resist. Sure, And but. there's a reason that we face each other and that you're not, like, to the side of me. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't even know whose child this is to yell at them. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like at that point I would embarrass the crap out of them. Like, whose kid is this? Um, anybody? Anybody want to claim this child? <laughs> yeah, they're grabbing my ass. Yeah. Can you maybe control your child? Yep. Please and thank you. I mean. Your five-year-old's a little too young. To a little too this. handsy. Before anything happens, and it, somehow I'm the bad guy. It could have bought me a beer first. Your I'll, child, yeah, yeah. Your child is uh, entrapping me right now, and uh, no, not at all. Yeah. All right. Please, well, please change the subject. Yeah. Let's, let's let's get frustrated by one more thing. Yeah. So, Wells, what are we going to get frustrated about now? Uh, well, this is a number of things to get frustrated about. It's about somebody that spent the day in a giant brew dog and saw the depressing future of pubs. And as somebody that, I mean, you, Josh, you've experienced British drinking culture. Yeah. Um, basically British drinking culture is about to understand a, or go through a tectonic shift recently. Yep. Has, has been kind of struggling lately with COVID and everything. And now the corporatization of British drinking culture, like, we it has entered its final form, and that is this gigantic monolith brew dog thing that they're opening up, and it feels like a shopping mall, and they're going to shut down a couple like smaller pubs to make way for this. And not only that, but uh, at least Jeff and I, uh, I, I, I'm assuming Wells, you are too. We're all friends, friends, friends. We're, we're friends. all friends. We're, we're all fans of the Cornetto trilogy. Correct. The what? Shaun of the Dead, Dead. Hot Fuzz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At World's End. At World's End. Yeah. yeah. I always get, there's always, there's that one in the Seth Rogen movie that came yeah. out like in the same year. And I'm like, why did you do this? Yeah. yeah. The end of the world, the world's end. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. Um, and, and especially at, at the world's end, they really make fun of the corporatization that was already happening yeah. of these pubs that 
you go in and they all look the same uh-huh. and somebody being there, yes, they do. Yep. They absolutely all look identical. And this is like Wells just said, it's getting worse. Yeah. And Brewdog, of course, is leading the charge and making it look like it's a fucking Ikea Walmart weird hybrid. Which, you know, I mean, un- unfortunately, as we talk about these breweries that keep adding new tap rooms. And so, like, it's one thing when you've got, like, an aesthetic and a shtick and whatever, right? Yeah. But you got to be really careful that you don't just turn into, like, Applebee's. Like, remember when Applebee's was, like, the thing that people were actually excited about? And then you would go, oh, and dude, like... Oh, dude, I can remember every Friday night. Grandma and Grandpa would take me out to Applebee's yep. as a kid. That yeah, was a whole like, thing. It was a, it was a big deal. And was Applebee's or, like... Uh, uh, Planet Hollywood or Hard Rock Cafe, you'd go and you'd be like, oh, look at all this stuff all over the place. And then you started realizing, like, it's all kind of the same. And then you found out that there's, like, one warehouse that has all of it. Right. And they just, just like, they just drop ship it all in, right? Is, is there a, a smoking Native American in the corner? <laughs> it's not a fucking Applebee's if there isn't. Right, right. You know, and so it doesn't surprise me with these breweries that are, are adding on and opening more tap rooms that they're going with cheaper ways, you know, if, if they are, you know, whether it's an Ikea or something else, like why invest in a fully realized aesthetic when you can just go for like whatever's cheap? Well, and that's just it. They are not doing the, you know, cheap way, at least from the pictures of this. This place looks fucking insane. But it's like, why do I want to go here? There's a there's a couple really good lines, but this one is like, if somebody rebuilt the Tottenham IKEA, but the theme was Shoreditch 2010 to present day, or it's a cross between a WeWork and airport bar at a 27 supermarket, like 24 seven supermarket. Yep, I, I love this shit. So an immersive led by donkeys live experience featuring Mumford and Sons music, and then the other one. Go back up, Josh, for a second. Uh, my, my favorite Sorry. one here, if you typed East London hipster tech startup, but a pub into Dolly, I'm like, yes. Yeah. No, yes, I'm going to scroll through these pictures for a second. I want you to just soak it in. Yeah. All right. This bar is carbon negative. Yeah. Okay. So you bought a bunch of carbon credits. Nobody cares. Oh, oh, it's a, a fortune. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one beer. And I would walk 1,000 miles and I would walk 1,000 more just to never drink a brew dog beer ever again. Right. I'm not gonna lie that that uh, that bowl of fries looks pretty damn tasty right now. It's after work beers, but forever. Uh, lost in blood orange. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Tasted like you were drinking the piss of someone who had drunk two cartons of blood orange juice. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he said it's like blood orange and punk IPA. So I mean, that is accurate. I mean, surprise, surprise, Brewdog is leading the the pack of destroying something that we all kind of hold near and dear to our hearts. But it something like this just makes me sad and it makes that, me want to that picture made me the absolute saddest. Because <laughs> he looks the absolute saddest. Just makes me want to go on down to the Winchester and wait for this whole thing to blow over. I mean right? might as well pub. Except it's gonna be a while. Pub. Yeah. Pick snacks? I yeah, pick snacks, yeah. Pig lumps. But they literally have if you need a private space they have what they call a Zoom room that you can go into and make a Zoom call if you need to. Or even better, there's a podcast studio in this motherfucker. Dude, why are we recording here in your piece of trash house when we could be at a piece of trash brew dog <laughs> brewery right now? 
Because they probably own the copyright to my podcast we, we when I to, record. We need to start farming these pictures out to the local breweries in town and find somebody that's willing to convert their event space into a, a podcast, podcast studio. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, every bit of this feels like fabricated. I. It's It's that thing where you can tell they're trying to bring on a bunch of, like, fun, organically neat things but they're putting it all under one roof. And so it just feels weird like a Dave and Buster's. Yes. Right. Like I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, there's a slide. They had duck pin bowling. I expect there to be like a pinball room somewhere. There's a food truck inside. They have an ice cream truck inside too. Oh, is it ice cream? Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Okay. What the hell? I can get a thing of soft serve and whatever. Yeah. Like it it just feels like somebody just tried to combine all of these things under one roof so that you would never leave. And and I just, uh, no thanks. Yeah. I don't, my favorite breweries in town are the ones that don't feel overproduced. Like they're just, this was kind of a thing. We kind of liked it and it just works. I don't care if they bought their stuff from Ikea. I don't care if, you know, they made it all by hand. A cool space is a cool space. Yes. You can't just create a cool yeah, space. Yeah, you can't manufacture Because cool. you say, oh, look, we've got duck pin bowling. And we have a Zoom room. And we have a podcast studio. What else are... Hey, what else is in the zeitgeist today? Like, what else is popular? Hey, uh, uh, we've added a, a, an emoji room. No cap, for real, for real, for real. Oh, God. You know? Like, come on. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I never want to hear those words out of your mouth in that order ever again. No cap? But he's bussy. No bussing. No, sir. He's, no, sir. He's super bussy. No, sir. Do not. <laughs> I've got the knife over here, by the way. Oh, my God. This this brought way more mileage out of this than I thought this conversation would, and I'm this happy for in, it. This just in, we don't like BrewDog because they're pretentious, self-absorbed jagweeds. Yeah, pretty much. And Jeff looks like he's getting ready to bust that bussy open. No, you're the one over there picking your ass the entire show. I mean, first an eight-year-old and now myself. Fix your thong and be done. <laughs> right? That's what I was about to say, no, dude. I'm not wearing a thong. <laughs> Take your damn thong I'm also, I'm also obsessed with this new, like, single button whatever that I have back here. I just keep... Oh, that's <laughs> that's what it is. The <laughs> huh? single button. Button. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's just like the one little spot in the back there. It's kind of round. It feels good to push on it. You sure? Say. Yeah, yeah. Fuck this. We're taking our break. We'll be Thank back you. at 30. We might not be. Time for buy no buy. I'll explain how it works. Pretty simple. We've been drinking beers on the show, and we are going to rate them: very simple one or a very simple zero. It is a buy or it is an no oh buy. And sometimes these list, these beers come from listeners. If you ever want to do a trade, oh. contact at craftbeercast.com. Uh, shout out to Chase. He was at the uh, Toppling Goliath Assassin release and acquired for us. Uh, although we're buying the bottle, just so you guys know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, acquired for us, not a <laughs> Wells, Wells Acquired for us a <laughs> bottle of the peach brandy old ale. Which I'm sure is fine, but Jesus Christ, you buried the lead there. He was at the assassin release. I'm like, 
<gasps> now, he, now I did talk. I think I've talked him into coming to Wales for Wishes. He's moving here somewhat locally. Okay. Um, and, and so they're relocating. Um, and so I was kind of talking to Wales for Wishes. So uh, hopefully, Chase, we look forward to uh, meeting you. Uh, yeah. He's like, he's, like, I, he's like, I've got a bottle of either this year's or last year's Assassin. He's like, I'd love to have it at a bottle share. I'm like, well, let me tell you about Wales for Wishes and why Wales for Wishes is awesome. And also, and here's some pictures and this is what we do. And he's like, oh, no, this sounds like this would be the great place for that. I'm like, yes. Yes. Yes, it would. And then you are only allowed to come to our table. <clears throat> I will save you a spot at the <laughs> table of honors. Right. Because, yeah, this will be the, the, the first time since pandemic, this next one. The three of us will be there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, was that the last one? I know you were, but I had life events going on that were a little bit more important. I had life events going on, too. Your you face did. had life events. So anyways, Jeff, what is our first beer up? Uh, first beer up um, from Zillacoa. This is their Smoked Hellas. 100% Maplewood smoked and North Carolina barley. Man, this is just friggin' fantastic. I, I, I expect, like, very clean and light from my Hellas and I get that here and then that smoke is it's there it's present it isn't overwhelming it doesn't overstay it's welcome sometimes you get a smoked beer and it's just like that's like it just ruins everything else it's all you can yeah. taste is smoked this is just the right amount of smoked um are very much appreciated this beer thank you for bringing in Wells uh big buy for me speaking of Wells uh speaking of Wells want to thank my brother for grabbing this one from the brewery um, because this is uh, at all the other wells, the, 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 uh, not all the wells. It's the, yeah. Um, this is delicious. Like I, I can picture myself sitting there and drinking a, a smoked Hellas on a 90 degree day while I'm got a face full of like grilling smoke. Yeah. Like, okay. This is just freaking delicious. Uh, smoke does not quit. It's, it's great. It's wonderful. It's balanced. It's clean. It's light. Um, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Josh is the regular resident smoke hater. What do you think of this delicious I'm not treat? The, I mean, Jeff and I are in the same boat, dude. Oh, I just like to keep you shit. I mean, honestly, when you you told me there was a few other woods and Hickory being one of them, I feel like that had been a bit too much. For I sure. think I think this maple is the perfect balance. Yeah. Of yeah. it's not overly smoky. Like... Here's a good test. Rinse with water in my tasting glass. After, it's gone. It is gone. Like, yeah. that is a perfect test of this is not overly smoky. It doesn't ruin my palate. I'm not done for the day. It's nice. It's light. This is absolute buy. And normally, yeah, smoked beers and I, we don't get along. Uh, just because sometimes it's a bit too much. So, Jeff, next beer up. Uh, next beer up from Heist. It's called When the Dance Gets Hot. A West Coast IPA. 6.8%. Um, you know, it is uh, it is a fine West Coast IPA. And if I'm at Heist, I'm probably reaching for this if they ever make it again. Because, you know, again, like, I, you know, the hazies in the, the cloudy and the thick and the slurry, like, not my jam. Yeah. Um, this one's nice and clean and clear. It, it is um, it's a very serviceable West Coast IPA. So I'm going to give them the buy. Nice. Well, well for a brewery that does have a reputation as being a hazy IPA manufacturer, uh, for them to say like, "Oh, we," they're a little bit more confident in making West Coast beers, and it's not rare anymore to have. I mean, I think the last time I went there, they had three. Uh, really? Yeah, three right. on tap. Um, 
I think every time you and I have been there. More than one, yeah, for sure. More than one, always. And this is damn tasty. I mean, it's it's kind of what I'm looking for. It's got a nice little bitterness to it. It is super clean finishing. Um, I'm a big buy, and, and good job, Heist. Josh. So, yeah, the reason I bought this is because of the fact of going and, yes, knowing that that was my Haysboro paradise, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I knew anytime I'd go there, there would be thousands of hazies, all the hazies, and I would be happy. And then the last couple of times I've gone with Wells, I've started noticing more and more West Coast IPAs popping up. And everyone I've tried them been like, okay, so you can do this too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so when I saw this, there was no question I had to buy it and bring it on the show. I still have two more that I saved specifically for me. So Good for you. Yes, absolute buy. Next beer up. Next beer up, uh, Grim and Resident Culture. This is the second Resident Culture collab we've had in two shows. Okay. This is called Cold One with a, a number one. Numero uno. Which immediately I saw the can. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this has Brew One in it. It does not. Ah, oh, only Missed opportunity, Grim and Resident Culture. You should have put Brew One in Cold One. Cold Brew One. Right. I'm just saying, uh, but this is a cold IPA with rice, Simcoe, and Motueka. Did I say it right that time? You're getting better. What's, what, how do I say? I thought it's Motueka. 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 Okay, so it's like a W there. Okay, I can do that. Motueka. 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 Um, for me, the cold IPA world revolves around I did it all for the Wookiee from Divine Barrel and everybody else is trying to get to that standard Um, this is not a bad beer but if Wookiee's on the shelf and this is on the shelf I'm buying Wookiee so I'm going to know by this one fair enough Wells I am very fascinated by this whole like the rise of the cold IPA you're having a super dry finishing malt bill Yes. Thanks to a healthy helping of rice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's all the criticism you have about hazies. Uh, cold IPA should not have. I mean, this is like an, an instant finisher. Um, does it compare to, a, a, like, I did it all for the Wookiee? I mean, maybe not, but am, am I still just absolutely loving this one on its own? Absolutely. It's delicious, and it's a buy. Josh. <laughs> Yeah, this is an, another one of those that shopping the shelves, I saw it, and I'm like, it's Grim, it's RC, it's cold IPA, I'm hit or miss on cold IPAs, let's see what happens. Was very excited, very happy how it turned out, and yeah, absolute buy. Jeff, next beer up. Uh, next beer up, uh, this is Short Throw Brewing. From North Haven, Connecticut. Which means it's probably one of those 10% brewed. Like, isn't there like a, a distributor that does? 12, like 12%. A, 12%. Yeah. 10%, 12%. Uh, so this is a, uh, let's see, today is, uh, this is about two months old. Um, and, and I bring that up because it's, like, there are some hops there, but I feel like they have, kind of died off and now everything's really turning into sweetness um i'm not getting any sticky it doesn't have that kind of super dank that i would kind of expect from the label it's melony um there's nothing in here for me on this one well i noticed this a lot with um 
some out of date beers that feature Centennial. Um, especially like it, it kind of tastes like green tea. Um, I get a lot of that here. Thanks for pointing it out. The two months old, man. I usually this is like a pushing six. Um, it's not fresh. I don't like it. I'm not buying it. Josh. Yeah, out of all the uh, beers that I bought, this was kind of the womp womps. Um, I didn't think it was terrible. I mean, it is it is what it is. I'd like to try it fresh. But we've had far worse on the show. But oh yeah, definitely not buying this one again. Final beer up. Final beer up from Bramari. Did I put Bramani? Is it Bramani you, or Bramari? Mari. Mari, okay, yeah. I spelled it wrong on the on the sheet. I'm from Bramari in Asheville, North Carolina. This is their two-way mirror, a Doppelbach. Uh, a Doppelbach Oktoberfest aged in Weller 12-year bourbon barrels. Like you do. I mean, it is a, a very solid Doppelbach. And man, that bourbon sings in this thing. Um, the oakiness, the vanilla, it's all so good. This is proof positive that anytime you can do a Doppelbach in some kind of a bourbon barrel, and I'm thinking back to uh, Southern Strains, um, Dickle Doppel, Doppel Dickel. Mm-hmm. They did a Doppelbach in George Dickle barrels. Oh my goodness, fantastic. Uh, I still have like pangs of longing for that like Wolverine style like touching the photo of of that beer it was so good. Um, I think that's is, one that we didn't have on the show. No, right? they wouldn't they wouldn't crowler it for me, and yeah. I understand like it was a very small batch. Like I totally get it, but I was like, yeah, this would be worth the drive to Concord for. Um, this beer is fantastic, absolutely stellar. Um, I know Wells has brought us some kind of troll beers. Um, <laughs> Hey, it's a sour coffee beer or like whatever that was or, yeah. you know, <clears throat> but um, this is this is fantastic. Uh, just a great expression of a great barrel with a very good beer. I'm a big solid buy on this one. Wells? Um, so Bramari is one of several Asheville breweries that has opened up a Charlotte location. Uh, I have found myself over there. uh Honestly, more than I have burial. Well, and two time and hussy. Certainly more than I've been over to Highwire. Um, this is not your grandfather's Oktoberfest. Oh shit! I mean, it's a like it's a, a double like Doppelbach Oktoberfest kind of whatever. It is a twelve percent booze bomb, Ima- and it's fucking great. Imagine if. Avery put, is it the Kaiser? Was there double Martzen? Uh-huh. Yes. Imagine they put that in barrels. This is what I think we would get. Yeah. Like, this, this is, is that freaking good. 12% easy drinking. I mean, criminally easy. This for, is scary. For 12%. And, um, and just some of the wettest barrels that I think I've seen. Because, I mean, this is very bourbon forward. Um. But it drinks like an eight or nine percent. To your point, like yeah. you're dead on. Like this is, it's it's trouble in a can. Oh, mama! It's freaking delicious. It's Man, a. 
I'm having one beer, dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I pulled that excuse already. Uh, but it's a bye. Josh? I can't say anything that hasn't been said. I mean, honestly, this is, this is delicious. This is absolutely delicious. Uh, I would like to grab a four-pack of this and squirrel it away for the winter. Oh, yeah, mama. Two packs. Oof. They're selling them in two packs. Okay, which, that's fine. Which is fine. I get it. Perfect get it. for me. I yeah, mean. that's that's fine. I would like to grab a two pack and yeah. squirrel it away or, for the winter. Or two two packs. Yeah, or two 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 packs and two and two and two. It's absolutely delicious. Huge buy. It's time for I tap that. It's pretty simple. Out of the beers that we had on the show, what are you going to put on your kegerator if you have one at home, Jeff? Yeah, that uh, two way mirror from Bramari. Uh, fan friggin' tastic. It, it's rare to have a barrel-aged beer that I'm like, yeah, that could hang with some of my Rev stuff. Yeah. It's great. It's it's stupid sneaky. Like, I, I, I don't even know. Leaves start falling. You're out there, like, dealing with all of that. You come in, and you pull one of these out and forget that it's a 12%. I don't think it even stops you. It's too easy to drink. Yeah. Absolutely. In, in, in a good way and also in a bad way. Yes. Wells? Honestly, for me, this is one of the hardest. Um, That's what she said. Like, tapping selections. Like, do I go with the kind of low-hanging fruit of the two-way mirror? Uh, I mean, hell, that when the dance gets hot, I could really mess around with that one. Uh, but for me, it's got to be that Zillicoa smoked Hellas lager. It's so good. It's... I mean, that's the thing, like, you think of what you want, like, every single day in your home kegerator or multiple times a day, multiple occasions, doesn't matter if it's hot out, cold out, if I'm smoking meat, if I'm just eating it, if I'm whatever, it, it's thinking it's about got, it, just thinking about, about it. it, it's got to be that, uh, it's got to be that Zillicoa, and that's, that says a fucking lot, these, this is good lineup. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Josh? When the dance gets hot, I mean... It's a damn good West Coast IPA from another place in town that, you know, again, don't typically look at them for West Coast IPAs. Oh, yeah. Glad to see that they're really starting to turn the corner on that brand of IPA, too. Uh, Heist is really starting to surprise me with what they have become in the last three years of a chameleon of being able to do just about anything. That, that's the exact word I was going to use. I, I feel like for a while they were the one trick half of ice and pony. And then they became the one trick hazy pony. And then well, it was before that they became the one trick cat pony. Cataclysm was the, that, that one beer they made that was different from all the rest. Yes. But it was excellent. Don't get me wrong. Yes. But I don't feel like that, that they ever was like that. They ever did like cataclysm light or like, you know, yeah, good point. Good point. You know, like, but they were still mainly leaned into these one or two things. And I love the fact that they're diversifying now and that they're good at the diversification. Yes. So great. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's great for us as beer drinkers because a place that I normally would have avoided because I'd be like, oh, all they're going to have is hazy stuff and some heavy stouts and fruited sours. You know, now I look at them like, well, you know, like maybe there's, you know, maybe it's worth giving a shot. There's probably some stuff there that I'd like. Yeah. That's another place I think we need to drag you to, to be honest, at this oh. point. It's going to be so many places, Jeff. Oh, All the places. Speaking of, we're at the end of the show. What place are we at? Crapbeercast.com or Facebook.com slash Crapbeercast or Twitter's 
uh, at CBCast. Uh, we've got a Patreon if you want to support us that way. Or uh, if you want to send us beer, reach out to us over, uh, again, either at CBCast on the Twitters or email us, contact at crapbeercast.com. Uh, thank you for your support, Bartles and James. Wells, where can they find you? You can find me at Instagram and Twitter, all one word, at all the Wells. Josh. You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget to tell a friend, tell somebody you've been listening to us for this many years and this many episodes, and I'm sorry that you have, but I continue to appreciate the support. you played yourself, right? Like, you played yourself. Yeah, congratulations. You played yourself. Uh, Other than that, our subreddit is slash r slash craftbeercast, and we will talk to you guys next Thursday.